재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? Do you know what time it is? 그립방 아빠의 안타까운 웃음이 As I mentioned earlier in the program, uh, we had uh, many, many thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people taking to the streets once again this past weekend, uh, demanding that the Constitutional Court uh, reach a fair and timely decision on the matter of the president's impeachment and also that the uh, special prosecutorial probe uh, be given its extension, an extension of 30 days that would allow them to uh, suss through some of these allegations which have been snowballing. And I think that's the important point. Um, The scope of this probe has increased because of the fact that uh, this Pandora's box has opened and uh, more and more allegations have surfaced. So, to give us an update on what's been going on, especially some of the uh, court decisions today, we're very pleased to have joining us Professor Hwang Jong-uk from Hanguk University of Foreign Studies. Professor Hwang, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening, Henry. There's been always a little level of ambiguity with the uh, Constitutional Court and the justices and how they've been ruling on certain things like allowing certain witnesses to to testify and and giving uh, some leeway to the uh, presidential legal team on all of this. But... uh, is it wrong to kind of, from our observation, see that the court is now, especially with the acting Justice Yi Jung-mi, showing a determination now to say, look, when we say the 24th is going to be the final day uh, before we go into deliberations, that is it. And I'm wondering, is it also indicated by sort of the more unhinged rhetoric coming out of the presidential legal team? Just from the decisions that they've made today, what, 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 where do you see us standing in the, in the question of impeachment and the timing of it? I think the Constitutional Court has shown its firm hand in basically telling the president's uh, defense team that, look, you know, don't pull any of these shenanigans uh, unless you have a really good case or really good reason for del- delaying things. We are not just we are just not going to put up with you. And I think the constitutional court, for very good reasons, have tried to show as much impartiality as possible. I think they understand the historical significance of the case before them. Therefore, I think they want to show the the full appearance of impartiality. On the other hand, I think what the president's defense team has done is you know basically shenanigans shenanigan after shenanigan and I don't think there have been very good good faith effort on their part to present uh, a compelling legal argument or compelling procedural reasons to delay things I mean it seems uh, has become pretty clear that they seem to be bent on wanting to delay things for the sake, sake of delaying things So this uh, effort to uh, be as impartial as possible in ruling on a very serious matter right. of historical significance these justices have uh, some would say bent over backwards to try to accommodate exactly. this uh, presidential yes. defense legal team that despite all of that uh, and, and let's talk about some of the decisions here but uh, the uh, idea of refusing now these additional witnesses who they the, the justices are saying That's won't right. add anything tangible to the case uh, including Ko Young-tae, the decision to disallow the uh, the so-called recordings um, mm-hmm. involving Ko Young-tae as evidence as well and then the uh, basically putting a, a line drawing a line in the sand with the president saying if you want to 
testify or if you want to appear in court, that's your prerogative. However, you do it on our terms the day we set and you do it in the, in the format that we also set, which could in, involve right. cross-examination. Mm-hmm. Are those all um, reasonable and fair decisions from someone who's outside? I mean, <laughs> obviously, the president's defense team doesn't think so, so they uh, objected strenuously. But, uh, I mean, yeah, ultimately, I think uh, it's been clear for, for from the very get-go the president's team's main uh, main effort was to delay things as much as possible, just run out the clock on the special probe and basically hoping for the political sea change. We're seeing a lot more counter-demonstration taking place. I think that it's probably part of the overall plan to in, in order to attempt to create as much uh, popular support for President Park as possible. On the other hand, you know, you talk about uh, basically two things in terms of uh, two gamb- legal gambits the president's team has attempted. One is the recording. On the other hand, uh, the, uh, the constitutional court's re- reason for rejecting that was the fact that the transcript has already been introduced to the record. As for the president's uh, appearing before the court, I mean, the, th- the the idea that she can just appear and just tell her own story. Like a presidential being, address or something exactly, like that, Exactly. Right? Like, what does she think this is? This is a court proceeding, of course. I mean, of course, there will be you know, cross-examination as well as questions asked by the court. And that's the kind of same treatment that everyone receives. And the fact that president needs to receive some kind of special treatment, I mean, has no zero legal basis, basically. So when the uh, president's lawyers now are coming, and I said unhinged, but they have now kind of reignited that sort of inflammatory rhetoric questioning, impugning the integrity yep. of these very justices, many of whom were appointed by the president herself and her predecessor, Im Young-ba. Right. Is that going a step too far as far as, um, I, I suppose, uh, the degradation of the, uh, the, the, the ethics of our nation's judiciary? I mean, there are legitimate complaints, but for a, a presidential legal team to do so seems a little bit beyond the pale. Well, as a pure legal strategy, it's a really bad strategy, okay. right? I mean, you know, come on, you're appearing before a yeah. judge. You're going to judge my innocence or exactly. guilt, but I think you are full of whatever, right? Right, and you know, there's no no chance for appeal here, right? I mean, there's no uh, Uber uh, Supreme uh, the Constitutional Court that can overrule the current <laughs> Constitutional Court. So, as a legal strategy, I can tell you this is a really, really bad move, right? So. Are they being stupid? No, I think they're basically making a political statement. This I is about this is for those anti-impeachment exactly. guys who are going at Seoul, uh, gathering at Seoul Station, is what you're saying. Exactly. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, this trial is a political trial, and I think the constitutional court cannot help being influenced by what the popular sentiment is. And I mean, I think the last ditch effort is trying to drum up as much support for President Park, which I think is kind of futile effort, but I I guess they're trying. So when we have this uh, crack legal team, uh, including former constitutional court justices, including Mm -hmm. recent addition, Yi Dong-ho, who, you know, it seems like a little late in the game for all of this, uh, the uh, elites of the elites of of the nation's judiciary, is there a certain um, amount of sympathy you feel for them? Because they may have come in there um, politically saying, okay, we're going to have to support the president, but they were given this mess of a case where they had such a huge Mount Everest uh, hill to climb to try and prove that um, they were forced to resort to these kind of tactics. And this is not something that, you know, uh, the so-called elites of <laughs> Korean legal society should have to subject themselves to. So actually, you're pointing to some uh, a puzzle that I've been thinking about okay. quite a bit. I okay. mean, I don't know if this applies to all, uh, to all the lawyers in the president's defense team, but I really wonder how much 
work that and the, how much of the arguments that they're presenting is just them being devil's advocate or how much they really sincerely believe in this stuff because you know a few of those lawyers have been actually showing up at these counter demonstrations and yeah. making some extremely inflammatory right? uh, yes. yeah, uh, comments in, in these counter demonstrations so I mean, if the president wants really, really competent legal counsel, then, you know, she, she should only have people who are just doing their best and uh, presenting arguments as devil's advocate wherever that, that may be and trying to, you know, present the best legal case that she can possibly present. But as we mentioned earlier, by impugning the impartiality of the constitutional court, they're actually undermining mm-hmm. the, you know, the, however unlikely it was, but the likelihood of her winning or basically winning the case. So, I guess the whole team and as well as President Park's advisors are basically looking at this as a political process, not as a legal process. Barring anything super dramatic, even a a resignation en masse, which it looks like that's baked into what the justices are thinking as well. Uh, It looks like we are definitely headed towards at least a uh, March 9th or March 10th verdict. I think so. Yep. Okay. Uh, Special probe now. They have a mandate that is set to end in just a few days. February 28th is when that 70-day yep. mandate ends. Uh, they have been busy. Uh, they have accomplished a lot. I think a lot That's of people right. give mm-hmm. them credit and give them support, including the very dramatic arrest warrant successfully issued uh, to Samsung Vice Chairman uh, Lee Jae-yong. Just talk about what's been going on recently. First, An Bong-gun, he, he, man of mystery, the doorknob trio, refusing to show up for any of the other prior questioning, including at the impeachment trial, showing up today. Uh, what is the president's... Because you, you know there's something strategic going on with the president's side as far as maybe ahead of a face-to-face interrogation? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to get a read on Ambongun's situation. Maybe they're also just trying to run out the clock because they know that the uh, the special probes, uh, the the authorized period is coming to an end. So maybe by just throwing a new wrench into the process, it will just take more time for the special probes team to process things. So maybe there are one, I mean, I guess the only thing I can think of at this point, at least, is the is attempt to run out the clock, especially for right. the uh, special probe. Do you... Um, it's funny, right? Because we talk about cop right? And or someone who has sort of the leverage in the mm-hmm. situation is cop and someone who sort yep. of has to kind of make concessions. It seemed like in the beginning where the uh, special probe really needed or felt they needed the testimony of the president for an interrogation were willing to yep. give so so many concessions. Uh, they had that last minute sort of alleged leak of the date of the uh, interrogation uh, that threw the whole thing off. But after the arrest warrant issued for EJ EJ Young of of Samsung, it feels like the. Do you feel that it, the situation has shifted where the Blue House now feels that it is a bit incumbent on them to actually come out and have their say in court? Well, or here's the, the way to look at it as a legal, uh, legal analysis. That is, you know, Lee Jae-yong is one half of the bribery case, right? I mean, uh, Lee Jae-yong is the, uh, is the party that actually gave bribe and, you know, Park Geun-hye and President Shea are the parties that received the bribe. And the fact that Lee Jae-yong has been, you know, arrest warrant has been issued for Lee Jae-yong means that the court has recognized that the special probe has a really good case at least for the half of the bribery case. I mean, in the previous time when that uh, arrest warrant was rejected, the court didn't really see it that way. But in the second time around, the court basically said, well, special probe, you gave us really good, good, good case. Therefore, let's lock him up. 
At which point, which means that, you know, same logic applies to Choi Soon-sil and Park Geun-hye, which means that, yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like you have a very sympathetic uh, judiciary, at least as far as that judge right. who has issued a, a warrant is concerned. But the urgency also seems to have faded a little bit from the special probe's stance in terms of we need to get this person face-to-face. I mean, uh, I, mean I, I don't exactly have any inside track on this, but the, ever since J.Y. Lee has been arrested, I'm sure that he, uh, Mr. Lee, as well as his advisors, at Samsung are feeling a lot of pressure to you know, make a deal basically you know, I'm sure Mr. Lee doesn't really like being locked up in a very confined space like that so who knows what kind of deal they could yeah. produce and maybe they might be even be able to produce a really damning evidence against President Park I mean that's certainly a possibility I think the other big fish uh, besides the president is uh, Woo Byung-woo, yep. the uh, former chief uh, civil affairs secretary for the Blue House. He underwent 19 hours of questioning over the weekend. Almost immediately afterwards, they have requested an arrest That's warrant right. for him. So I don't know if that indicates they are pretty confident in the uh, evidence that they have or they feel they have a fairly good case in front of the judge. Uh, that. Uh, hearing is set for tomorrow. Again, we're going to have that whole waiting game of perhaps uh, uh, wee hours of the morning where a final decision comes out. How do you forecast the arrest warrant of uh, the re- arrest warrant request of Wu Byung-yu to go? Yeah, that's. Um my personal feeling is that the arrest warrant is likely to be issued. The reason I say that is in the Samsung's case, I, I, in, the two, in the two occasions where the arrest warrant was requested for J.Y. Lee, I, in both times I said 50-50, not because of the strength of the legal case that Samsung has, but just the sure influence that Samsung has and the name that Samsung yeah. signifies because everybody's worries that, hey, if Samsung goes down, does that mean that, doesn't that mean the yeah. career goes down? With Wu Byung, he has zero influence like that, right? I mean, the only thing he has is, but you know, he's the legal eagle, exactly. right? He knows the law better than anyone. So the fight is quite different, right? I mean, with Samsung, it was a legal case versus sort of political and economic power. Here is basically the legal argument against legal argument. And I don't think, I think there, there have been enough stuff that came out that no matter how, you know, slippery he is, I think okay. it's highly likely that the arrest warrant will be And there's no like you know, weird conspiracy, oh, this Ubyongu line of people in the judiciary who are so loyal to him that they're gonna, you know. I mean, I think the Ubyongu line mainly exists in the prosecutor's right. office, so not it, in the it won't judiciary. Be in the so high court. I, yeah, exactly. I think that with the judiciary, I and don't the think. And the special probe doesn't necessarily have that right. kind of uh, influence uh, as far as his exactly. so called yep. line. Okay. Then the special probe, uh, ending on the 28th. We've talked about this in the past, but now we're sort of getting a uh, solidification of at least a stance. Uh, the politicians, the four opposition parties, including the uh, conservative Harun party, have demanded that the uh, acting president uh, issue a statement on the extension of this, which can be only signed by him. Yep. Uh, the ruling Chayu Hangukdang uh, party, they say they are nope. officially now, this is yep. part of their party uh line is that they are opposed to it because they feel there is no need to extend this any further. Uh, the indications seem to be that Huang is not inclined to extend it. Um, this railroading it through parliament with the National Assembly Speaker Cheng Se-kyun um, being the person to do that doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. So in your view, is this pretty much the last few days of the special probe or can there be some 11th hour compromise or deal? I think the ball is basically in, in Huang's court in the sense that I, I, if he doesn't approve, I don't think there will be sufficient um, maneuverability within the uh, National Assembly to actually get it done. Because the reason I say that is that if you look at the special probes law, the 
the time frame on, uh, at which that the official request to extend the special probe is uh, like three days before the end of the uh, end of the term, which so which means that the request has been made on twenty fifth. And if that fails, then then then, then uh, national assembly has to you know, submit a new law and so forth. So timing is pretty tight, and it seems yeah. almost to me that the the, the bottom party. Uh, it says that they would like to extend a special probe, but I think they're actually acting as if they don't. Mm-hmm. I think they're sort of playing the, the, the double game. And so only way that the special probe can be extended is as there's sufficient political pressure on, you know, uh, acting president Huang to actu- actually extend it. And, you know, there has been a lot of uh, political pressure, especially if you look at the most recent uh, popular polls by he's overwhelming, dropped, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, he's dropped and the overwhelming majority wants the, the or special probe to be extended. If you look at the candlelight rallies, you know, special probe is a special topic. But at the end of the day, I mean, if I am acting president Huang, given his background as a minister of justice, as well as prime minister during much of the President Park's administration, you know, I think the simple choice is not to extend the special probe. If he has any inkling or um, desire to run for president and that uh, 11, 12 percent that he's kind of mired in in the polls, which is far greater than any other conservative candidate, that would evaporate overnight if he did sign an extension because that 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 support is essentially those same people who are coming out uh, uh, to Seoul Station and, and protesting the impeachment, right? Right. So off chance, he thinks that by extending the special probe, maybe he can appeal to the, the, the you know sort of the the moderate votes in Korea, making him a viable candidate. Yeah. I mean, as I say it, I mean, as you as you're shaking your head, Henry. I mean, that sounds really unlikely, right? right? I mean, so if I'm Huang, I guess my the most likely viable path forward as a political figure in Korea, I suppose. Be you know to appeal to the hard right. Uh, what about the better, better angels of your nature, kind of coming in and whispering in his ear too? And I guess I'm cynical enough to say that, that that just doesn't happen at this level. Okay, so I think what we're kind of leaning towards is that it looks like the special probe. We'll have to wrap up, and that's a shame because there's still a lot to go through. Right? Uh, we have Lotte and SK as far as the uh, the Chebos and their links to the bribery charges. Uh, not everything with the medical, uh, the the secret medical treatments, as well as the missing seven hours, has been fully accounted for. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of unanswered questions that I mean, the regular prosecution who I don't know how much faith there is in the public uh, will have to uh, address. Look, we had four years of Park administration during which we didn't know that this Cheshire line existed, yeah. right? I'm sure there yeah. are topics that we don't even know yeah. the existence yeah. of. And I think all that will have to be left up to the next administration, basically. Yeah. Someone made an interesting point at another uh, kind of current affairs program where that, you know, you, you look at issues like the girl statue in Pusan, you think, oh my gosh, this is a slam dunk, obviously a whole public supports that it should be there but it's actually like a 60 40 issue or even thad where you go oh of course everybody's one way or the other it's like a 55 45 issue when you're talking about 80 percent who believe that impeachment should occur and over 70 percent who believe that this probe should be extended that is an overwhelming majority it's not a plurality it's not a simple majority it's an overwhelming majority and that should have real political pressure but it doesn't look like that always gets reflected in the reality i mean look if Huang yuan was instead someone like yu seung-min for example somebody who made a clear break from in the present part that'll be an entirely different story but Huang yuan has been a very loyal official he's not a politician he's not a politician he's an ex-hardcore prosecutor so yeah i I think he looks at things in a very different angle Fair enough. Uh, before we say goodbye, I just want to get some updates on the presidential race because it's essentially become a two-man race. I think uh, that's what the pundits say right now uh, because right uh, we we have the uh, 
I guess, uh, constant frontrunner, Moon Jae-in, the former chairman of the Democratic, and this uh, really, really fast emerging star, uh, An Hee-jung, the uh, governor of South Chungcheong province, who's shot up in the polls over 20% now in uh, many of the polling, uh, pulling away from the rest of the pack, as you said. Hwang right. Yuan now taking a dip because of maybe some of the uh, frustrations with how uh, the uh, impeachment and the uh, special probe has been working out. But this as we call in Korea, this right-click and, and some of the statements he's made in the past about the Grand Coalition. Okay, that's fine. That's cool. You know, you want to get the support of moderates and conservatives. And then now, recently, whether it's THAAD or national security issues, or when he's saying the president, Park uh, the president, Lee Myung-bak, they had pure intentions of wanting to do the their best for uh, the uh, Korean people, to help people less fortunate, but... Um, Things just went awry. I know it's just rhetoric, but it has created a bit of a storm. Crazy like a fox or a little bit of a uh, miscalculation of at least the primary voters in the Democratic Party? So I don't know. I mean, I kind of looked at what he said originally and his uh, clarification and the way that people took his original communication seems to be that he, that, you know, on things that President Park had, you know, good intentions in the beginning. If you read, you know, um, uh, on's uh, clarification afterwards is that, oh, no, no, that's not what I was talking about. I was saying that as a general matter, even if you have good intentions, if the results are bad and it is still bad, not really sure what the truth is, but at least there are a lot of upset people who looked at his original statement and said, "Hey, this guy's sounding too much like you know old Henry Party people." So I think you will hurt him, you know, substantially, basically. Right. Uh, we talk about dog whistle politics in in the U.S., where sort of issues, sensitive issues like race, are sort of made yep. to kind of get the attraction. I there are some dog whistling here going on to, Maybe, to signal yeah. to conservatives, "Hey, it's okay to support me. I'm I'm a, I'm a safe guy, unlike this other dude." But as you say, long term winning strategy remains to be seen exactly all right uh we wish we had more time for all of this professor huang but as always a pleasure uh we'll talk to you again soon thank you thank you